Hello everyone and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy and joining me as always is Caleb Profusioni and Damon Smith. And on this podcast, we talk everything sports every week. But this week, we brought in a couple FSU football players to give their takes about FSU being undefeated still. We've got Jeremiah and Jaden. Jeremiah is a wide receiver for FSU and Jaden is a defensive back. And we are so excited to have them on because it is just, it is a culture like none other here in Tallahassee. And we can't be more excited. So before we get into that, we're going to give a quick rundown by Caleb. All right, y'all, so a quick rundown of this episode. Obviously, first and foremost, we've got Jaden and Jeremiah here today, so we're going to talk all things Knowles football. Knowles remain unbeaten this year. We are 4-0. and Florida and Miami both lost this weekend, so it is just a perfect weekend if you live in Tallahassee for college football. We have the Pro Bowl, no longer a thing. The Pro Bowl is gone. Peyton Manning is taking over. He's running a flag football game and a bunch of other skills competitions. Who knows what it's going to be? I think it'll be exciting with Peyton Manning oh, yeah. running the thing. 88 of the best players in the NFL just going and having a good time. Still in Vegas, so hopefully we don't get any mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara-type screw-ups this year, but TBD on that. Uh, we're going to break down all of college football this week. We had Oklahoma going down to Kansas State. The Aggies beating the Razorbacks. Lots of other games we're going to get into. The NFL last night, Sunday night game, was a bit of a snooze fest. But we've got the Dolphins and the Eagles, the two most undefeated. Uh, the two undefeated teams right now, who unlikely in most people's eyes at the beginning of the year to be here today. But hey, they're there. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of Major League Baseball, just a little bit, because baseball's boring and we don't. Just kidding, it's not. But we're going to talk a little bit of baseball for like four seconds, maybe. And then we're going to finish up, as always, with our picks for the week for college and NFL. I think my record took a hit this week. We haven't done the math yet, but I felt like every game that finished, I was incorrect. So (laughs) we'll go back and take a look. Probably my NFL lead is probably no longer there. So now we will transition into what everyone has been waiting for here from these two lovely gentlemen over here. We're going to ask them some questions about Florida State football, their own experience with football, uh, football and their faith, a huge thing that's like we're, you know, all kind of – Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just a huge witness opportunity for you guys, so definitely want to get into that. And, uh, yeah, I'll turn it over to Caleb to start with just some basic Some basic information for, for you guys. I just want you guys to tell everybody who's watching or is going to be listening later this week, uh, where are you guys from and what has your journey been through football? How long have you been playing? Well, you're talking to me, right? We can let uh, <laughs> we can let Jaden start and Jeremiah finish up. All right, so I'm from Orlando, Florida. I started playing football when I was nine years old. I played for the Wakaiba Redskins, then the Coe Cardinals, then the West Orange Wildcats. I did my high school career at West Orange High, and now I'm here at Florida State. Um, I've been on the team for two years now, and I could say the experience has been pretty good so far, so good. And, you know, still still got a couple more things to work on, but let's keep it going, man. Four and no, working on five. Woo, yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Jeremiah, what about you? All right, uh, I'm from Fernandina Beach, Florida, also known as Amelia Island, and I've been playing football since seventh grade. Started a little bit later than some other people, so I didn't get to play any Pop Warner or anything. But I uh, played in middle school, played in high school, and then I've uh, been on a team for about three months now, and that experience has just been crazy. Oh, yeah. It's been awesome. So. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like a res- big wrestler growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that probably yeah. transferred well over as well. <laughs> <laughs> the stamina, the stamina for sure. Yeah, yeah. so I, it's a good thing that you had that even though you started your football career a little later than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, there's a pretty big game this weekend. 
pretty great FSU win against Boston College. I just wanted to ask you guys, like, what was the energy of the team heading into Doak after coming back from Louisville? And then after, too. And after as well. Um, you know, coming back from Louisville, obviously it's good to get a win, especially on the road like oh, yeah. that, going through adversity when Jordan went down, Jared went down, a bunch of other guys, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. just to see them fight back and, you know, get the victory like that, it meant a lot to us. But going into Boston College, our word of the week was dominate, and okay. I felt like we did that in all three phases, you know, Trey having the opening kickoff going all the way back, yeah. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. you know, defense held him to 14 points, and then the offense, they just did phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Jeremiah, what were your thoughts? I mean, I just knew it was going to be just another level up just because every single week that we win, our coaches tell us, like, the, the temperature gets higher. It's not just something that we lay back because mm-hmm. if we do that, then, you know, it could it could be bad. So every single week, temperature gets higher. Coaches are just more nitpicky on everything, but that's a great thing because we get better and better, and we saw that this weekend because we dominated them. Like, we honestly just... It was wonderful. Yeah, it was yeah, a great was awesome. game, and everybody, uh, I mean, you know, we just did everything as we should and uh, just tried our best and ended up uh, in our favor. So it was pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that opening kickoff. Like, Incredible. I, mean, I lost my voice after that. Like, I literally, yeah. like, at that moment, I'm like, it's done. I'm done for. Like, and also, like, I told somebody on the sideline, like, after it happened, but, and then Coach Norvell brought up the next day in meeting. That was the first kickoff return that we had since Kermit Whitfield against Auburn back in 2014. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a good fact. Oh, that's finish this leg of the season going into these next three weeks you guys are facing three ranked opponents in wake forest on the road at nc state and then back in the dope with clemson so what are your guys' thoughts heading into like what we could call the roughest part of the schedule well you know as you said you know it as the season progresses like it's not going to get any easier mm-hmm. like yep. as far as the temperature and practice is going to keep rising you know um we got to pretty much stay on our a game with everything oh yeah for sure yeah, I mean, I have confidence that like the coaching and the athletic ability of everybody on our team is way different than everywhere else in the country, and I believe that you know we can get wins at you know every single one of those. I think we can win that. I, I think all of us in that room, like every every single one of the coaches, every single part of the staff, every single teammate, like they believe that we can win those games. So I just have all the confidence in everybody, and it's just about working hard this week and these next couple of weeks and just going out there, dominating, and winning those games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely excited for Wake Forest this weekend, and I'm really happy that we're back in the top 25, and oh, you guys sorry. are a part of an electric season so far, and I just think that's awesome. No doubt. What's the word on that? But I know the storm's coming, but y'all haven't heard anything about Um, I mean, we don't really – we haven't really got as much detail right now. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still we're yeah. still gonna have practice with the next couple of days. Okay, okay, that's uh, good. Because we not hit till Thursday, I think. Yeah. yeah, no class though. Yeah, no, no class. class. No class. Let's go. Um, but as far as the game, I'm pretty sure the game is still on resume. The three thirty kickoff, right? So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it happens. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna change any change much about it. Like I yeah. think they just want us to play the game. And if yeah. if we had to change something like that, it could just ruin a lot of things. So yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. with it being a conference game as well. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we need that. And there's not really time to make it up either. Yeah. That's yeah. So I know Jeremiah and I have talked a little bit about his walk on process and I just wanted to ask 
Jaden, you're or did you walk on to the team or are you a scholarship player? I was a, I came in as a preferred walk on. Okay, okay. So I just wanted to ask you both. Then what was your process with that? Like, how did that feel? Like making that roster. Um, you know, it it obviously feels pretty good. You know, you know, especially like for me personally, like it's been my dream to play at Florida State since I was five years old. Oh, yeah. So like awesome. one way or the other, I just wanted to be here. And you know, it's a it's a whole lot of hard work. But at the same time, you know, I just look up in the sky, you know, I get my, and, you know, just tell him how blessed I am. <laughs> tell oh, yeah. thank, yes, thank the Lord for everything that he's blessed me with. You know, just keep it going, you know. I mean, time time's going to come eventually. Just got to keep working, keep oh, yeah. having my faith, and then I'm just get, what I, get where I want to be. Take those opportunities for sure. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. me- you mentioned you, like, wanted to be a Florida State player since you were five years old. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling like, especially, like, the dope game, like, the Boston College game, sold-out stadium, everyone doing the, the chop? Like, what's that feeling like in the stadium? It's so unreal. Like, I mean, as a fan, like I said, since I was five years old, so, like, as a fan, you know, it's – it's obviously fun going out there and watching your team, but like being in the moment is just like, bro, like this is what I really dreamed about. Like I'm actually here. Oh like, yeah, this is so unreal. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Wow. Jeremiah, what was your process? I know it was pretty recent. Yeah, so mine was recent. Still new. Yeah, and it was definitely pretty different from that because I didn't, I wasn't a preferred walk on. I was a walk on, walk on. So <laughs> I mean, I've been, you know, before this, uh, you know, now that I'm playing football, like before this, I hadn't played football in two two and a half years Mm -hmm. so like I graduated high school 2020 and then heard about the walk-on tryout um met uh met a friend and we started training together my boy Donje he's on the team now too so I I guess they worked out so uh yeah he's he's awesome man and um so we just started working and I did the tryout actually last year in 2021 Mm -hmm. and um they didn't take anybody because of the COVID roster Uh, limitations so I had to try all over again and that sucked because I was just like, I like felt ready. I felt like I could do it. But I think that was honestly good timing. I think God's timing is perfect. And uh, came back this next year and did the tryout and ended up making it. Got a phone call back and yeah. just ended up uh, getting to stay here over the summer. But I, it was awesome. It was just a great opportunity. And I feel like that's a really cool way to say that I made the team. It's not just, you know, I just... I guess came about the dirt with it, so it's just yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's a, a good story. It's a cool sure. opportunity, yeah. And I honestly, that tryout leading, like that first tryout that ended up not working out, like that prepared you for next year as well, and oh, also for sure. got your foot in the door with the coaching staff. So yeah, never take a like we said opportunities, always mm-hmm. take those. So it's actually really cool that you say that. And moving like as like a whole, so like in the locker room at practice, just even at like when you guys are eating together. How is the culture like with FSU football? Like, is it just straight head down, nose to the grindstone work? Or like, is it just, does it ever change, basically? I mean, as far as like, you know, it's, it's like a family, man. Like, mm-hmm. we always together, like any way that we can be, like, you know, we always try to get together, whether it be just like watching film, you know, uh, going out to hang out and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just us being together, that's really the main thing. And that's really important because, like, that's what really makes a great team. Once you're together, like, doing everything together, then you're going to play well together. That's true. Team dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, I think the team dynamic is really good, Um, especially, you know, hearing from how it used to be years ago. Like, I think it's definitely been way better just because of um, this coaching staff and how much they emphasize that. I think they've done an excellent job on creating just that atmosphere where everybody feels welcome and everybody feels like they're Mm -hmm. part of the team. And that's why I didn't even have any problem when I came to the team. Like I just 
I just fit right in and all my teammates like I just feel like they're family to me and it's just we can work together and you know everybody is on I, I feel like we're all on the same wavelength where we know when to yeah. just uh, you know just enjoy the moment or also know when to like you know put our head down work hard so uh, we all just have the same goal uh, same opportunities and we just take it like that and it's been it's a really good atmosphere so kind of piggybacking off of that a little bit how is specifically and y'all's experience with coach Norvell how has he kind of set that tone and set that culture and y'all's experience with him like what qualities or like things that he says like what's his general just like vibe or attitude throughout the facility practicing games and stuff um oh my gosh man like he's just he's got a whole lot of energy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially like it'll be It'll either be, you know, 5 a.m. or 9 p.m. Every time he sees you, hey, good morning, nice to see you. <laughs> and then even before the meeting, even before the meeting start, like, he'll walk in, he'll be like, good morning! <laughs> like, all, like, super loud. We all say good morning back, man. You know, his his energy is there, and, you know, that's what, that's really what we need, man. Like, a coach like that with that that amount of energy, like, 24-7, like, oh, yeah. that right there. I mean, you have to set the tone as a head coach. Yes. If you want your team to respond well, you got to create just an action. For them to do that, like I, I played football in high school, so like our coach used to just like clap really loud, and then we'd clap right back. Like but having like sixty guys just in one motion, like you said, good morning. Everybody says good morning back. That focuses your attention on one person, and it gets your mind right before practice. And I bet it's even bigger because how many guys are on the roster? One hundred twenty, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so even right, yeah, then, yeah. you get one hundred twenty guys zoned in on Mike Norvell and just have the attention on him to get your guys' day started is electric. Well, and to echo that, so I work in the university uh, at the University Center D uh, at Doak. Okay. And uh, so I work for marketing. And whenever you hear, like you can always hear whenever Mike Norvell walks into the facility because uh, he's just so loud. And like <laughs> everyone else's voice doesn't carry. But then his voice is like, hey, what up, everybody? It's like, it's like, oh, okay, Mike Norvell's here. So okay. loud and always acknowledges like anybody he sees. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A genuinely good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Awesome. What about just, you, Jerem? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, Jeremiah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I just agree with you guys. Like, I, I think definitely just the way uh, like he, he is just around people and just, like, his just character in front of everybody is definitely just – it's always positive and it's always encouraging towards getting better. Like, he always just says to give your best, and I think that's something that everybody tries to replicate. And um, also just, like, yeah, he's he is a very loud dude, but it's just <laughs> – it works very well because he – he wants to be heard, and he honestly needs to be heard because he knows what he's doing. And I mean, he's the he's the one that's leading us to the success. So, uh, I mean, I definitely am behind it. And it was first like I was confused at first when I first came to the team. Um, I remember going to the meeting room, and he just yells, "Good morning!" And I was like, "It's 5 p.m. Like, what is going on?" <laughs> but it's just it's part of his process, and that's what I mean. That's what he does, and if that's what it takes to win, then I'm all for it. And I just I'm in full support of what he does and it's just his character and just leading everybody in a positive way. I just uh, it's really encouraging to see a coach like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. Did you want Chris? To I was just gonna say. I mean, it just to me because I've been I was always an FSU fan growing up and like I mean the Jimbo era was obviously like good. We had success then and then it kind of dropped off after that and it just seemed like to me seemed like there was a lot of just a lack of discipline, a lot of penalties, a lot of flags, a lot of guys like showboating and stuff like that. I'm like seemed like next to none of that this year. Like Harton, like no, not as much like laundry on the field. Not as much like it's everyone just like doing their job, just getting after it, and just getting the job done. So 
I mean, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to watch, and I think a lot of that is due to Norvell and his leadership. So, yeah. I mean, to be ranked for the first time since, what, 2018? 2018. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Feels it's, good. It's good to see Florida State back because that pedigree is just so historic. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up, you guys were I – I didn't grow up an FSU fan. My, my dad played baseball at the University of South Carolina, so I was a Gamecock fan. But coming to FSU and hearing about this culture and it just not being yeah. what I thought it was going to be, it's nice to feel like Florida State football is back. Because yeah. even if you weren't an FSU fan like in 2013 or in the 90s, you heard about them. You knew yeah. about them. Bobby Bowden's legacy, Jimbo Fisher, like they you, – you knew about it. Like you didn't – it was just on – like everybody was watching FSU. Yeah. So – I know we had one more question. Did you want to take that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask. I mean, obviously, we know you guys from church. We're all Christians. Um, I was going to ask for the two of y'all, like, I mean, what a unique ministry opportunity just to, like, share the gospel with guys in the locker room and, like, at, you know, meals and whatever, wherever else you guys see each other. Like, how has that experience been for you guys? Just, like, you know, whether it's, like, a two-second conversation or, like, inviting someone to church or just, like, I mean, I don't know, just the way you carry yourself, like, just as a christian guy in the locker room like how has that experience been and have you noticed like receptiveness from any of your teammates yeah man i mean i I try to glorify god in everything that i do whether it's football whether it's you know first thing i do i get down on my knees and you know say thank god for another day and like before practice like sometimes a teammate will be nearby i'll just put my hand on them we'll start praying together and stuff like that and like especially like you know jeremiah kevin knowles you know, guys like that, you know, they have a strong faith in God, so, you know, I'll go pray with them sometimes and everything like that. And, you know, just be able to have teammates like that, it just means a lot. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I love to hear it. Yeah, it's definitely, like, just a very unique uh, ministry opportunity that I'm just so blessed to have, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to play the game of football that I love and just spread uh, just the glory of God through that. I think it's amazing. It is It is tough, though, because it's just such a, you know, secular environment, just being around football and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. everybody focusing football, 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 and mm-hmm. nothing else. But it's, yeah. it's really good to just have conversations with people about the faith and just to, um, you know, just to bring people closer to Christ. It's just amazing. And I've, I've seen the Lord work in many ways in uh, the hearts of people there. We've been able to uh, kind of start up a Bible study with some of the players, and I've already seen fruit through that. And just being able to pray for those guys and um, through all of that, it's just, you know, this is just the beginning of it. And I'm just uh, really excited to see how God works um, through us in that opportunity. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. great. Yeah. I know, I mean, and historically, too, like, Bowden was obviously very outspoken yeah, about his faith. Mm-hmm. So he spoke a lot at uh, BCM on campus. I right. A lot of people, like, kind of flex that towards the end of his life, like, that they got, like, students that are here now at FSU got to see him speak actually got to see his faith and so yeah Yeah, my dad my dad played for Florida State back in the 90s so like he he was played under coach Bowden's staff and he always told me how faithful of a man coach Bowden was how great of a man he was you know I met the guy a couple times in my life and you know I mean it felt like sometimes like you know he would obviously know who I am because of my dad but at the same time like you know he always acted like it was like we hadn't seen each other in a long time like he had this big energy give me a big hug had a big smile on his face Yeah. yeah and like it was it was amazing. I miss Coach Bound a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, especially when they're good at what they do, good at coaching, but also can uh, just be a man of faith and like wow. do it uh, without just being super secular or just having to like put down or anything like that. Just like uplifting everyone around them and like coaching through that. And so, yeah. yeah, and even like I mean, even hearing your guys' stories like that is a gift that you guys get to play 
Florida State football, and I'm sure Norvell talks about it as being a privilege, like how much of a privilege it is to be on that field or how much of a privilege it is to be in that culture. And, I mean, it's hard to not thank God for that. It's hard to be – like for me, for us here personally, like yeah. I, I couldn't do it without just like wanting to pray, like wanting to like just thank God endlessly. So it's just awesome that you guys have that faith, especially like you said, in that secular environment such as football where it's like everybody's focused. So, yeah. I thank God I'm in the stands, dude. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Thank God that I'm like have a good football team my senior year to watch. Like this, yeah. So it's just it's really cool. We're so. in college, man. We <laughs> are. We are Florida State. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just yeah. pra- praise God for that. Exactly. Oh well, well, yeah, that was all I had for the interview. But like, thanks guys. That was awesome. That was, that was like, yeah. great to hear. I'm really happy that we did get to have you on, and I want you guys to stay on for the rest of this podcast episode as well. And I know, Naaman, you wanted to talk a little. Major League Baseball? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably not your guys. Is that you guys baseball guys at all? Not really. I never grew up. We'll let Naaman take the floor here. I've been trying to to get into it. (laughs) I'm trying to as well. Before going into that, uh, we always ask our guest on the podcast a fun question. So this week, this is kind of on the fly. Uh, So my question to you guys, go to fast food restaurant and like what's your go-to meal at that restaurant? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> on the spot, guys. We'll see what they say. Uh, I mean, I gotta go Chick Fil A, man. You okay. know, I, I like okay. me a, a twelve count nugget meal, large fry, large on a Palmer. Ooh. Oh yeah, on a Palmer. I think I think I might have to go with Chick Fil A too. Oh just it's like, wow, wow, it's just okay. the quickest thing, and it's like it's an honestly football sponsor or whatever. Yeah, we have <laughs> <it all laughs> time. but I definitely gotta go with the grilled nuggets from there. Mm. Grilled Real, nuggets are the, the best. Nuggets. Buffalo I sauce. Slept, I slept on the grilled chicken. Like oh, they're good. I thought it was. It's I was like, no, 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 no. I gotta go with the classic. But I had the grilled chicken sandwich. Hey, spicy grilled chicken sandwich. Is I haven't had that yet. I'm not Ooh. a big spicy food so kind of guy, good. but so I do like good. the grilled chicken. It is very, very good. good. What's your drink? And like, do you get fries or? I usually fruit? try to rock with the water, but like, if I'm not having water, I I'll get a lemonade because that lemonade does slap. It is really good. So, yes. Okay, okay. Do you know if Chick Fil A does any nil deals at all? Or? I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. It sounds like you get be, a package deal. I don't right know here. if they'd be very interested in me. But <laughs> hey, 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 never know. You'll be on a billboard next week. <laughs> oh man! So that was our fun question of the week. Uh, you guys both said Chick Fil A. Okay. Okay. Hey, there's plenty of Chick Fil A's around. I here, so seriously could not think of anything else. So I was just trying to run like through stuff in my head, but I was gonna say like maybe Chipotle, but like the Chipotle on Tennessee Street has screwed me over way too many times. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so anymore, true. So. Or like you show up and it's like, oh, chicken will be ready in like 15 minutes. It's like, or they have E. coli in there, like lettuce. No, it's, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Cause Popeyes actually did that to me last week. Like I went to the yeah. I went to the Popeyes on West Tennessee, mm-hmm. and like I pulled up to the menu because like it was empty. Cause the one by um by where I stay at, it was like completely full. So I went to yeah. the one on Tennessee. Yeah, I yeah. pulled up to the menu. They're like, oh, 25 minutes till the chicken's ready. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I was like, I have to go. I'm, I'm changing my answer. Waterburger. I told Ooh, you. Let's go. All right, good yes, choice. Sir. There we go. Honey, what's, butter, what's the honey butter, chicken biscuit, patty melt, and a banana pudding milkshake. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, at the same pudding. time? I could. I could. I could devour <laughs> it. I basically almost did that like two nights ago after the game. Oh my goodness. Jeez, man. Oh, all right. Yeah, good. Good choice. Waterburger's great too. I, yeah, grew, up, I grew up on the honey butter chicken biscuit. Oh, like, so good. I'll get there. I wish at I like 10:45 and like wait till 11 when they start. Big, big plug though. How do you guys feel about canes and? Cookout coming to Tallahassee. 
That's pretty cool. Really cool. I saw the Raising Cane sign uh, by the yeah. Target, I think. Yeah, so yeah that's, right by the That's pretty good. cool. And then Cookout, I've, I've never had either, actually, but they what? look really you good. Too. I just see them on Instagram all the time. Cane's so I'm is like, fine. Cookout is gas. Cookout, Cookout's good. Cookout is a lot of food for a little bit of money. Yeah. Like, Noted. great milkshake so selection, bro. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so that's be- all I need. The best thing is there's yeah. like 40 choices for milkshake flavors. 40? It's, it's like a steak and shake. It's better than steak and shake. No way. They have all kinds of stuff. It's like burgers and dogs, and then the other side of the menu is like quesadillas and like tacos. It's kind of weird, but it's the, the only it's problem is good. at college camp. There's one in Auburn. That's the only reason why I know. Mm. At college campuses, the line is just it's, like yeah. every time you oh, go there, gosh. twenty cars long. Especially it's, in Cali, I feel like it's gonna be a nice. It's day. gonna be awful. So, yeah. so I'm glad we got your guys' take on that. <laughs> moving forward, but moving on to <laughs> Major League Baseball. Major League <laughs> Baseball. Uh, so I'll, I'll make this really quick. So Major League Baseball-wise, like the Braves, if we have any Braves listeners on the podcast, they're slowly falling back into second in the division. The Mets are taking first place. So the Braves are going to have to play in the wild card spot in the playoffs, which is okay. And then the Rays are the only other team in Florida that uh, has a chance of making the playoffs. They're right now neck and neck with the Seattle Mariners for the last playoff spot available. And then the Marlins are... Uh, tanking for a draft pick. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's our MLB update. Uh, also, playoffs are Albert coming Pujols. up. Oh, yeah. It is 700 home run. Albert Pujols, 700th home run. Absolutely. Big. Aaron Judge is on the climb. He's about mm-hmm. to hit that record-breaking 64. Whatever. Amount. He's at 60 right now, and he almost had 61 against the Red Sox like two nights ago. Yeah, I will say about that, I was watching the Wake Forest versus Clemson game, and like, there would be certain points in the game where like, we will switch off to mm-hmm. see if Aaron Judge would make the 61st. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen a college football game switch go back off. and forth with MLB. I was like, it's what? Like, what? It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's Yankees-Red Sox. It was Yankees-Red Two Red Sox. Aaron Judges very close to that record. Yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. what's happening? I was like, But oh, it's like, this Aaron is not Judge. NFL red zone. Like, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme on Twitter. It was like, I don't know what movie it was from, but it was a movie where like someone's holding their eyes open, like the viewer, making them watch something. And they're like, that's ESPN making people watch baseball right now. <laughs> they're like, watch it! You can't watch football on our networks without watching baseball, too. That is true. But you have to watch. So, that's, that's our MLB update, and I'm going to pass it back over. We're moving into the NFL. Mm. Oh, baby. The Jaguars. Go Jags, baby. I always start off, I don't know why I always do it, because I'm always the one talking at this moment, so I get to start off... Jaguars, bro. Just kidding. Jaguars. <laughs> Roll up into LA, look Justin Herbert in the face, and say, What are you gonna do? <laughs> Absolutely bulldozed him. 38 to 10. Trevor Lawrence threw for a couple touchdowns. James Robinson has a couple breakout runs. Zay Jones is wonderful, and I'm glad that the Jaguars are starting to utilize him. Jeremiah, what do you think? Oh my gosh! Like I didn't even get to. We had practice, so I didn't get to watch the game. But watching those highlights, incredible! Like just watching. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had an amazing game. James Robinson went crazy. See, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones's catch. Marvin Jones went crazy. Defense. Devin Lloyd has been on fire. Yeah, I was. He's just getting picks as a middle linebacker. Exactly. That's pretty cool. But uh, it's it's amazing. Like this is something we've needed for so long. So as a Jags Three fan myself, touchdowns Trevor Lawrence threw through four. I said two. His pass rating Three. was like one fifteen. He had like one fifteen. He had a yeah. lot. He had a good fantasy week for anybody. He's a sleeper pick. Put up like twenty five right now. Yeah. I would I would encourage you guys like if he's on your bench, start him. If he's on the waivers, which he's probably not, 
take him out. How about Doug Peterson? Yeah. Doug Peterson, that culture, he brought it down here. He's looking like the coach, the coaching hire of the year so Mm -hmm. far. I just, oh yeah, I just absolutely, I didn't get to watch the game because YouTube TV only gives me Atlanta Falcons or New Orleans Saints when the Jaguars are the closest team to Tallahassee. It doesn't make sense. So, mad at YouTube TV. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry about it. (laughs) I'll get over it. Hey, 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 that could be a potential sponsor one day. But I'm I'm Mm, just... NIL. We'll patch it up later. Um, Also, I want to include one more thing about that game. So, Justin Herbert, very good quarterback, but your defense is stopping teams. Last week, you shut out Matt Ryan, veteran QB. This week... You held Justin Herbert 45 pass attempts, only 25 completions. Bro. Like that. Whew. And to play good. against the secondary for Trevor to go up against the secondary like J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, yeah. Asante Sanders. considered Jr. the best in the league. Yeah. yeah. And, and the blitzers like Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what's the other guy? Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Bosa. Bosa. Bosa got injured in the first quarter, I think. Bro, so. okay. we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. But that Come defense, on. man, that secondary especially – they're good. Is scary. Yeah, on paper. crazy good. Mm-hmm. But for a team like Jacksonville to come in and absolutely win by a four-score game, yeah, I it's unheard of. I yeah. haven't seen an excitement around Jacksonville since 2017, since the AFC crazy. Championship. That was a good year. Good year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very good year. Moving forward. Well, My team. I would say what's exciting, but yeah, fins up. Fins up. But what's exciting about the Jags, too, is they're in a very winnable division. I know. Like, <laughs> they have the Houston Texans. <laughs> The Colts. <laughs> Who no, hey, the Chiefs hey, hey, okay. The Colts. Okay. The, the the Colts are one and one and one, <laughs> which is yeah, weird. Bad. And the then Titans who the are Titans who are hit or miss. I don't know if if the Jags stay consistent, they can come out on top in that in that division. Everybody else in that exciting. division is quivering. For no. for those they're shaking, shaking their, their boots, yes. <laughs> for, for the people who watched the episode with Harrison on, I'm bringing him back, and he texted me during that game, and he was just saying Jags arrow to the bowl. So. He's a big Jags guy. Jeremiah and I are big Jags people. A lot of teams in the AFC. The Jags fan base tends to get really hype over nothing, but I'm pretty hype about this right now. So moving forward, fins up. Fins up, baby. Oh, no. Uh, what a game. Uh, there are so many things about this game that were just interesting of note. So, like, one, the NFLPA is actually reviewing the concussion protocol because of, like, a hit on Tua. Oof. Like, Tua literally got slammed to the ground, head hit the turf. Completely legal hit. Great hit. But he got – so he tried to get up, and then he just fell down. And then tried to get up again and then fell down. And it just looked really bad. Like It, it looked like he was like – It's like one of those things where, like, a boxer knocks a guy out, and then he's trying to get up in those 10 seconds, and he's like – And then falls into the, the ropes. It looked bad. And then I don't know what they did to him. He went into the locker room. Ten minutes later, next half, he was back out there. And it was just – but uh, Tua led the Dolphins to a great victory. The Bills, uh, the Bills coaching staff got mad, man. Oh, they got oh. so mad. Did you guys Meme see that video? Week. That was crazy. They slammed everything. Everybody out the window. Just absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Everybody out there. We're getting the neighbors. neighbors. We're saying, hey. Yeah, saying, well, <laughs> um... But, but yeah, did you see that video of the Bills OC getting Yeah, there? it was all over NFL meme pages. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. It was so fun. <laughs> so for the podcast listeners who didn't see it, it's like, I think I remember the play. I think it was when, sorry, it was when McKenzie didn't get out of bounds at yeah. the end of the game. Uh-huh. So the Bills were driving down the field, and a few three plays, they got out of bounds, stopped the clock, and then there was like 18 seconds left in the game. 
They drop back to pass, throw it to this guy, McKenzie, receiver over the middle. McKenzie looks good, though. Side he, note. He looks good, Sleep. but he could have tried to get out of bounds, but the corner was playing the sideline. Instead of him trying to like run through the corner or maybe like try to do a juke and get out, out of bounds, he's like, oh, he's giving me an extra five yards if I stay in bounds. He stayed in bounds, and then they didn't get a playoff the rest mm. of the like. The clock just ran out. As and an offensive coordinator, you just he punch would, the air. He'd be so Or bad. slam your laptop. He slammed the laptop down, slammed the fine. playbook down, he will be and fine. then you, all that you see is there's a camera in the corner, and you just see a hand come and then block the camera. And you can tell that <laughs> it's definitely – it's happened in the past. It's about keeping your composure, and I know that, like, it's, it's just a code of ethics. Also, I want to point out one thing. So, you guys, Nick Saban's a great coach. Yes. Are you guys allowed to say that, being FSU athletes? <laughs> they, don't play him. they don't play him this year. Hey, they don't play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want hey, he, does he does great in Cost commercials. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good athlete. Aflac, yeah. So, fun fact about the NFL this year. There's two teams that are 3-0. Both are Nick Saban quarterbacks. That is true. Jalen Hurts and Tua. And two of Nick Saban's receivers in Devontae Smith on the Eagles and Jalen Waddell on the Dolphins. True. True. Cool. I didn't even think about that. So I was like, Saban just coaching the league. He tried. He tried. He tried. The Dolphins. You know what he did? He passed up Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, that was more. No, no, no. Okay. All right. We can get into that. That's, that was a medic, like a bad doctor. The doctor said Drew Brees doesn't have what it takes to get over his injury. Speaking, Terrible speaking doctor. Of, of the Saints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you just, like, Cry, share your <laughs> share your feelings with us. Oh, about yeah, I, so I mean, Jameis sh- Jameis is deciding currently. It looks like to show up for one quarter of football game. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> had, which I'm not a fan of, and uh, yeah, the offense it's tough to watch. It's so hard to watch because like usually this team has been fine, but like right now the offense is like just sputtering, and there is nothing that we can do. Yeah. Did you and guys what, Did you guys catch anything from that? What? Did you guys oh, watch a little bit of the Saints or no? I've, I watched uh, part of the game where they played the Bucks and they yeah. just looked awful. Like, it's just, I mean, it was close for a while and then just... It's terrible. Do you guys ended. trust in Jameis? Do you think he'll step it up or not? I don't know. I think he's he's just dealing with a lot of stuff. Like he's I mean, he had like what something in his he, vertebrae in his back. Like yeah, he had so, so he had something like that over training camp. I think is what it was. And then you I know, mean, obviously, still coming out the uh, knee injury. He came from off the year. ACL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, needs so, to, he needs to rest. I think I, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's got a few first team reps last week, and so I'm hoping I, that they yeah. just rest the dude. Like, I saw last. I mean, I said last week. You know, Jameis plays this way in the next two three games, like throwing Dalton. But at this point, it's like. Just throw in Dalton, I think. I mean, I, just get, I, I, mean I, I went to training camp. James was hurt at the time, so all I saw was Andy Dalton. And he looked really good. Like, he w- looked like he had chemistry with the receiving core, looked like a pro out there. His hair was on fleek. I was like, this dude's, this dude's he's a baller, man. He's I don't know. He, but I, I would like to see him in there because right now it looks like and I, I, I don't blame it totally on Jameis, but we need a spark, and I think if we're going to have a spark, the best thing to do would be to try Dalton for at least a game and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and moving on to another game, uh, Russell Wilson took down a team. He barely got that win. So we have a 49ers fan here. So uh, how, how was that game? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even watch the game, but I just got to say about that, we cannot find a way to beat Russell Wilson. I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> he didn't even look good. Like in the first two weeks of football, like he didn't look good. Now he plays decently well against the Forty Nineers. It's like he's the kryptonite for the Forty Nineers. Yeah. Like I don't understand it. Like even when he was in Seattle, I think we beat him like one, maybe two times. 
the whole time he was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking the whole time, man, we just cannot beat the Seahawks. Yeah. But now I see the problem is Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what do we have to do to stop Russell? Like, what are these other teams doing? Like, what did Seattle do in the first game? You know, what are, you know, the Green Bay Packers, what did they do um, the round before they went to the NFC Championship two years ago? Mm-hmm. What did they do to beat Russell Wilson? Oh, yeah. Like, that's what other teams need to start doing in order to beat him. Now, what are your feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo? My feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually like Jimmy. Okay. Hey, I, mean, I, wanted, okay. I was pulling for Trey Lance. You know, obviously, I'm going to pull for my guy. Whoever's on the team, yeah, you gotta. I got to pull for my guy. But Jimmy, you know, he led us to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, mm-hmm. led us to the NFC Championship a year ago. Yeah. So he knows how to win. Sometimes he just, you know, they, they, they just need to know how to finish as a team. Mm-hmm. And he also and knows how to step out of the end zone. Daniel <laughs> 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 was so happy. He was. He was like, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Jimmy just kind of stepped oh back gosh. a little bit, whereas... Dan, Dan, ran ran like, Dan ran like behind the goalpost. Like, like, you, to defend those two guys, you're not. You're looking in front of you. Like you're trying to get away from the defense while also creating time for yourself. It's so not a big deal. To give the listeners an understanding, Dan Orlowski was a QB a while ago. He played for the Lions, and his most famous play in his entire career because he didn't. He wasn't famous for being a good quarterback. He was famous for stepping out of the back of the end zone on a play and not even knowing he did it. And then the, the ref behind him is holding up the safety sign. Yep. And he's, like, sitting there trying to make a pass when, like, yep. the refs are blowing the play dead. His was a little rough, but Jimmy, I can understand. Jimmy's wasn't as bad. Honestly, Jimmy's was better that he stepped out because he threw a pick six later in the play. Oh, my god! But luckily the refs were like, oh, he stepped out, so no pick so six. Yeah, six. Just a safety. Yeah. Um, that's why it was ten to five at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, to, eleven to ten was the final. Like, what a that's what, such a what weird an odd score. score. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was yeah. a well, it was a game. It was a battle of punters. Is what that game it was. was. It was connecting like two it. of our people here. We have a South Carolina guy. What are your thoughts on Debo and like how uh, Shanahan's using him and just like Shanahan's like ability to call plays? You know. Like I said, I, I, so far this year, I haven't really been able to watch the games like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I know pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, know, I know as far as last year goes, like I feel like we use you utilized them a lot, and mm-hmm. it helped us, you know, making it to the NFC Championship and stuff like that. You know, I feel like we need to continue to utilize him more. You know, whether it be in the backfield, whether it be on the perimeter with his receiving game. Oh yeah, you know, he's a playmaker. He's so he's a strong dude, no doubt. But like watching him at South Carolina, like just watching him progress under that offense. South Carolina, by any means, wasn't a dominant force in the SEC. He was him and J.C. Horn, who plays for the Panthers now, were the only two guys that went to the draft. Like he still made his name known on a team that was lower level SEC. Yes, and so to second that, I remember because I didn't really, I don't really, I don't remember who I remember his name because I I watched the game in 2018 when South Carolina played against Florida, mm-hmm. and you know he took off that game. He did, and. You know, watching him, like, I remember during the draft, like, they said the 49ers like Debo Samuel. I got excited because, like, I know who that is. You know, he's a baller. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, just, you know, as you said, you know, making a making a name for yourself at a oh, program yeah. like that and, you know, coming out and doing what he did, you know. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. a baller. So a couple more things in the NFL before we hit it over to Nanan for the two-minute drill. Bears big win. Honestly, Come against on, the Texans, but big win nonetheless. Against the Texans. <laughs> the Texans. And then, that's, that's, just, that's just a win. That's just a win. <laughs> and then what else do we have? Oh, yeah, Atlanta got a win. Yeah. Congrats to them. They close a game. Yeah. Oh, Congrats. Green Bay snubs out the Bucks right That was end. big. That was big. And then the – who else got – oh, the Colts knocked Colts. off the Chiefs. And like we said, Philly's still undefeated. Wow. So. The Colts knocking off the Chiefs was – 
a very big upset. Yeah, no one saw that. That makes us feel better too. Makes me feel great because we destroyed the Colts. So yeah, four zero. When do we? When do we not? Chiefs should. Chiefs were so close to winning that game. They were about to get the Colts offense off the field. And a person, did you see the personal foul? Oh, yeah. Call yeah, yeah. Where uh, the guy was named Chris something. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, Chris Jones. I Chris think. Jones. He bit, so he sacked Matt Ryan. It was third and five. So Chiefs about to get off the field. And then he, like, start, I don't know, starts chirping at him or whatever. Ref throws a flag, continues the drive. So supposedly he just said something really bad. He said something okay. bad. He almost said yeah. something really bad. There was some back and forth between the Chiefs OC and Pat Mahomes. He was, they were not happy. Yeah, so no, that, that, that culture took it. A little bit of a decline. Hey, they're not used to losing over they there. They are not. So moving forward, we do a thing called the two-minute drill. Oh, boy. Where Naaman gives our college football rundown in under two minutes. He's yeah. done pretty good the past couple of weeks. Had some time to spare, so I'm going to start the clock. Oh, boy. And whenever you're ready, let me know. Okay, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Okay, so the day started off Clemson versus Wake Forest. Huge game. Like two opponents, FSU's versing soon. Clemson started off with a huge lead, and then Wake came back. Wake mm-hmm. tied it up, and then they went hand-for-hand. Hand. Very big, like, explosive game. They went into double overtimes with Clemson, barely sneaking it out. A lot of big plays of, like, guys jumping over the other dudes. Just, like, a lot of great catches, great throws. Two exciting teams that FSU's versing soon. Very excited for those matchups coming up, especially this weekend if we're able to play. And then next, Florida versus Tennessee. The Tennessee teams this week beat Florida and Miami. Thank you, Tennessee. Thank you, Tennessee. The state of Tennessee. So Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State University, Mm -hmm. which who saw that coming? Like, that was crazy. Crazy. And then UF went to Rocky Top and lost. But it was a lot closer than what we thought. Yes. But they lost. So thank you, state of Rocky Top. So they did great. Uh, Auburn, uh, they should have lost. Again, I'm an Auburn fan. I'll say this really quickly. They should have lost to Missouri. For the first time in me being at Florida State, I hate to say it, but Florida State is better than Auburn at football. It hurts to say, it but it hurts to say so bad. And then in other news, Texas A&M beat the Pigs. They beat Arkansas. Uh, FSU, huge win over Boston College. They rolled Boston College. Yeah, Great win. That was just exciting to Electric be at. Electric game for sure. Electric game. Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Again, another one where Kansas State just looked good from the get-go. Their quarterback, Martinez, just he did not look uh, altered at all. He looked like he was versing like a JV high school team. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma's defense did not show up. Crazy game. And then one more game of note, USC almost lost Oregon State. Almost. So USC, again, I don't think they're all that they're hyped up to be personally because they almost lost Oregon State. And then one more thing about the rankings, FSU is ranked. And UF and Miami are not ranked. So those were my two minutes. There you go. Good. Right on the dot. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So we um, so don't need to break that. You want to move into. Well, I'll, I'll ask Jeremiah and Jaden a question. Okay. Yeah. So how does it feel to be ranked for the first time since 2018? As an FSU player, as an F- FSU fan, yeah. how does it feel? I mean, you know, obviously it feels great, but that's the standard. Like, that when, is. when people think about Florida State football, they think about us being in the top 25 or better. They're thinking about us being at being in the race for the national championship. Oh, yeah. So, you know, to get back to that, you know, it's good. But, you know, again, got to keep going, got to keep progressing. Job's not finished. Yes, yeah. exactly. Got to mm-hmm. finish the job. That's like Kobe Bryant. He was up 2 0 in the <laughs> finals, and they're like, you don't look happy. He's like, why? Job's not finished. Exactly. You guys got <laughs> your rough, 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 roughest part of the schedule. Right. Winnable, but challenging. So, yeah. yeah. 
Hey, not roughest, strongest. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, channel yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited for this part of the schedule. Like, like three ranked teams. This is like the prove it time right here. And it's if it just watch. we keep saying that, I we're know. like LSU is going to be the proof. Louisville is going to be the proof. I, oh, true, and, true. But yeah. no, there's just there's a we really need to. Well, if you, if FSU goes three and zero in this stretch, top ten, if not top five, like it's crazy the possibility. If you go two and one again. I think you'll. I, I, I hope you'll go three and zero. But if you go two and one, top fifteen. In I'm my opinion, I'm just gonna put in a request because if you guys do win against Wake Forest and NC State and Clemson continues to win, college game, game day, day might be here. Be here. Yeah, they will be. Here. And I want to make a wonderful sign. And then that's yeah. crazy because that that would be the first time since 2014 when we played against Clemson too. Oh, yeah. So really? That's that's what what I wow. I was trying to remember the last time I was like, it's got to be back then, like. Another Actually, hold on. Game. Not bad. It was against Notre Dame in 2013. Dame. Okay. 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 It is my dream to be front and center for college game day. Because especially because Lee Corso was at Florida State. Pike. Mm. Sunshine School. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I hope that works out. I would love for that. But honestly, I know you guys will get the job done. Yeah. Jeremiah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, what is your thoughts on this, like, upcoming stretch? Um, I mean, I'm... I'm you know, blessed to see that we're at 23. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of people sleeping on us, but it's just a matter of just, you know, actions speak louder than words. So just going out there and uh, giving it our best during those games. And I know that those are winnable games and our coaches know those are winnable games. So it's not a matter of us being, you know, scared or just like frightened by this uh, challenging part of our schedule. It's just another opponent. Every, every week, it's just mm-hmm. another opponent. So we just got to go out there and do what we've been doing for these past couple weeks, and I think we can uh, come out with some wins, and hopefully college game day will come over here so we can smack Clemson. And come. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah, be awesome. So, so, yeah. Yeah. And as a great analyst once said, like, so, like, beating Clemson and beating those teams that have, like, literally five stars all over their roster, it starts Monday through Friday. Like, iron sharpens iron. Like, you need guys playing and practicing like five stars to prepare the guys Again, to verse five stars and like verse players at NC State, they don't have five stars, but they have guys that play that well on the field. So like it starts Monday through Friday, and it seems like you guys have a really good thing going. Yeah, like that yeah. you guys are enjoying the grind. Again, Joel Clapp talks about it all the time. Enjoying the grind and not just enjoying the Saturday feeling. Oh yeah, like enjoying that Monday through Friday. Just again, practice, weight room. Uh, there's so much that goes into yeah. a successful team. I know sure. that uh, Naaman's a big SEC guy, but the ACC football is looking great. It's looking real good. Yeah. Look good. So, good job, ACC. Like, yeah. way to keep up with the SEC as best as possible. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I know that at this part of the podcast, do we want to kind of like move into our picks as yeah. well? I like so that idea. We'll start off with our college football picks of the week. I know I highlighted a couple of games on here. Starting off... Wait, before we start, can okay. we recap... Like, So we've only had one guest on so far. And so far, it, it, it's going to be hard for you guys to do worse than him. <laughs> uh, I think... What, what was... Harrison, how did he do? Yeah, Harrison went 2-3 and three for his college picks, and he went 1-8 and eight for his NFL picks. <laughs> so you don't see watch football. <laughs> low bar. Very low bar. You, yeah, we don't know. Maybe. but <laughs> It's also a crazy year for NFL. So. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. 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 And it, I think he... Was he heading into week one? For the uh, NFL, I, it was, it was, it was our second. So yes, it was heading. In, we had no idea of anything yeah. going on. So. Yeah, that, that's he, a, yeah. that's his excuse. And so, the college football that was also really crazy. It was week two. Of college football, two was crazy. I mean, it's fun. and two and three was good for that slate of games. So yeah, so. I've highlighted a couple of games here. Obviously, we're gonna start it off. Number twenty-two coming uh, to face us in the Doke. 
Uh, number 23, FSU. So, um, Who, who's coming in? Wake? Wake Forest? Wake Forest. Yeah. The Demon um, Deeks. Sam Hartman and the Demon Deacons. I know I said it wrong last week. <laughs> he coming said in Sam to face... Well, you guys. Sam so, Pittman, Sam Arkansas coach. I was talking... Yeah, I, I, I goofed. But um, we'll give our picks. I feel like it's a consensus of our... Wait, pick. wait, I wait. I would imagine so. Not so fat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think we got FSU uh, across the board. FSU. Wait, we got to do score predictions, though. I feel like that's an interesting. Uh, score score prediction for me, 27-20. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, I'll go uh, 35-27, Knowles. Oof. So I'm gonna go 42, 31, 42-31. Okay. That's, that's I, I think they're gonna score a lot. The offense will get going for sure. Um, I don't know. 35-21. Okay. okay. I'm gonna go 45-42. After watching that game, I think we can. Yeah. I think we're gonna put some points Squeeze on the board. Win, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I th- Wake's definitely going to put up a lot of points. So I if did. we're going to beat them, we got to score I probably over twenty eight. At least we have a three headed monster running back room, dude. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Like Benson, uh, Trace, Ward, Ward, and Toilly. Yeah, all three of them are. Hey, all the other guys in that room too are absolutely insane. Like Rodney Hill is going to yeah. be a B. CJ Campbell, they're all yeah. crazy. Like yeah. they are all really good running backs. So He's an iron sharpens iron. Yeah. <laughs> like that running back room is going to be good for years to come. I mean, awesome. FSU in history has just produced great running backs, mm-hmm. defensive yeah. backs as well. Just wonderful. Like we produce some stars. Like Knowles and the Knowles and the pros. Knowles and the pros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, and we got a big SEC matchup. The Kentucky Wildcats, who are number seven, are going to. Play Old Miss, Ooh, hotties, hotties. and they're number fourteen. Oh god! So <laughs> it's—I mean, Old Miss to do this well is pretty surprising to me. I feel like yeah. they're just putting any SEC team in the top twenty-five now. But uh, so who you got? I've got the Wildcats, dude. They're undefeated yes. as well. They've got a lot of momentum, and I do think that Will Levis just gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go Wildcats too. I like mm. Stoops and the program he's got going program. over there. Program, yeah, I think he's doing good. Uh, no, no hotty toddy this week. No hotty toddy. Yeah. Uh, so Ole Miss just struggled this week. Uh, so I'm gonna do Kentucky. Even though Ole Miss, that uh, just the environment there, crazy. But I'm gonna go Kentucky. Yeah, man. As you said, you know their the environment up there in Oxford. Kentucky went into the swamp a couple weeks ago and took down Florida. You know with all the momentum oh, yeah. going in mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. after they had just taken they down the Utes. For sure. Exactly, and especially after Florida had all that momentum from taking down the Utes the week before. Mm. You know, Kentucky was fearless. They went down there. They got the victory. I feel like they're going to go in with that same energy in Oxford, so I got Kentucky. Good oh, yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Same thing there, Kentucky. Dang, unanimous. Go, yeah. I just don't like I just don't think – I don't know. I don't think they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they're going to end up in the – they might not even end up in top 25 at the end of the season, honestly, just because of that SEC schedule and just – Well, they just well, struggled with Tulsa at yeah. home. So, yeah, that's why I don't know why they're 14. I just well, think that – they were good last year. Like yeah. I just don't. It's, well, it's not it's the fair. AP poll for Moving you. on. Moving on. Big Twelve showdown. Big Twelve showdown. Number nine, Oklahoma mm. State travels to Waco, Texas, to play number sixteen, Baylor. All right, start us off. I'm not a Baylor guy. I, I still. I went to Iowa State last week, and I even though they were unranked, like I just don't. Baylor has gotten the job done, but Oklahoma State's got traction, so I'm gonna go Cowboys on this one. Mm. I've picked Baylor twice, and they've gone one and one. Mm-hmm. So, 
Let's pick him again and make it two and one. Why not? Let's let's see the Baylor Bears. I can see out. the argument for Baylor this week. But. Yeah, I think you know it's in Baylor. I think that's going to be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you're playing in Texas, I don't really think it matters what the school is. It's going to be a crazy environment. It's going to be rowdy. So I've got the Baylor Bears. Uh, I guess that's sort of an upset over Oklahoma State. I mean, they're seven spots behind them, but mm-hmm. yeah. So Baylor's favored by two and a half. Sorry to burst your bubble. So is Iowa State. Uh, yeah, sure. Baylor's favorite, actually? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Baylor because Oklahoma State, they had just had a bye week, and the last team they played was Arkansas Pine Bluff University. So I think Baylor just versed Iowa State. Just got a good mm-hmm. test. Yeah. I think they're more ready for the matchup, so I'm going to go Baylor. Um, I don't really know. I'm. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they're, they're both pretty good teams. At Baylor, I'm still going to go Oklahoma State on this. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay. I think Sanders is going to go crazy. I think he's been able to do that, and I, I just like him as a quarterback, and I think that he can take that team to take the dub over there, so I'm going to go Oklahoma State as well. Wow. Yes, there we mm-hmm. go. Yeah. All, right. All right, we've got a big SEC. Mm, go. <laughs> we, have, we have an SEC. We have an SEC, 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 an, an SEC matchup. Unranked LSU goes to Auburn to face the unranked Tigers. <laughs> we put it in here. I'm... I'm going LSU. I think Naaman put it in there. Naaman did put it in there. But uh, I will. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go LSU, just because Auburn's just looked very shaky against, especially Mizzou. That's fair. So they they had to squeeze out a win there. But LSU ever since Florida State has just been getting the job done. So I'm gonna go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, we got the Tigers winning this. Uh, LSU Tigers. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, I actually have LSU winning it. Uh, which He's hurt. at the point where no, he, he has just to, it wow. hurts to say. It hurts to say. Just Harson does not have control of the program. Well, he said literally the biggest distraction is just getting our players not to listen to the media or to fans or to students on campus. Like that, I just think it's to the point where. I don't know. I, all Auburn fans think he's not making it through the season. I, yeah, so it just stinks to say, but I think LSU will go in there because they're tr- still trying to win back from like losing to FSU. So I got LSU. Um, you know, gotta go with my fellow Jaden. Shout out Jaden Daniels. I'm taking LSU. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta go with LSU too. I think I think Jaden Daniels probably gonna run all over them. So and I, I think they're just in shambles right now. Like because I mean they don't even have any confidence in their coaching. Uh, they staff, did, they so. did well against Florida State as well. I mean, despite just missing that last extra point, mm-hmm. I mean, they still put up a good fight. So, yeah, I just think LSU has the tools. And then a huge matchup between two teams that FSU's versing in the next three weeks. Both in the top ten. Both in the top ten. Number ten, NC, NC State, State, going to Death, Death Valley. Valley, but the Death Valley in South Carolina. Clemson, number five. So, number ten at number five. We can start with Jeremiah on this one. I think Clemson's going to win this one just because the atmosphere in Death Valley and also just they've they've been showing that they've been pretty good this year. I mean, I think again this is these are two teams I think we we can win against, but um just in in this like context, I think Clemson's going to win this game. Mm. Um, so a year ago, Clemson went to um, Carter Friendly Stadium mm-hmm. and lost to NC State in overtime, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Oh yeah. yeah. This year, you know, going back to Death Valley, the Death Valley in South Carolina, to be to be clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, going back to Death Valley, you know, Clemson's going to be much more hungrier. You know, they seem a little bit stronger than what they were a year ago. So, I'm taking Clemson. Yeah. Hey, good 
good pick. I'm looking at NC State's schedule right here. It all comes back to I think they haven't versed a good team yet, and I think versing Clemson is going to be just a shell shock for them. Clemson mm-hmm. just versed Wake, had a really good matchup down to the wire. NC State's best opponent is East Carolina. And they almost so, lost. Then they, they almost lost. They should have lost. 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 Sure. So, again, I think they're going to Death Valley. I think they're going to uh, – well, I think they're going to lose in Death Valley. So, go Clemson. Yeah, I everything you just said, I agree. Uh, I think yeah, NC State really hasn't faced too difficult of a strength of schedule so far. Clemson just got away with a crazy big win last week away in Wake Forest, which is huge. They have some momentum from that. They're coming back home. I think they're going to beat the Wolfpack. Yeah, I'm just to go off of what you guys said. I think I love NC State. I love that program, but they should have lost to ECU. I don't think they'll hang tough with Clemson by any means. Mm. So moving forward, we've got our picks for this week's of NFL. We're gonna we like to do. Caleb, you're gonna take us through the rapid fire this week. Yeah, we'll take. Yeah, we're, we spent a lot of time on college football, so we're gonna go through this. I'm looking at this right now. I'm gonna pick my favorite ones, the ones I think are gonna be the closest. I'm gonna start out with this pick, one because pick four. this is huge. Jags and Eagles. Doug Peterson Oof. playing his former team, the undefeated Eagles and the two and one Jags have a lot of momentum. It's in got. Philly. I'm 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 gonna go Jaguars. I went, I did not go Jaguars against the Chargers last week, and boy was I wrong. So I think the Jaguars. Uh, I think it's gonna be a tough matchup just because those Eagles are undefeated. But yeah, I think there's a tr- there's a momentum building in Jacksonville. Um. <sighs> Y'all are going to hate me. I'm going to go Eagles on this one. Boom. I like Jalen Hurts. I like Miles Sanders. I think they run the ball really, really well. A.J. Brown is a seasoned professional wide receiver. They've got Devontae Smith, who's kind of starting to pick up a little bit of momentum, too. Um, I love the Jags. I think they're going to have a lot of success this year, but I think this Eagles team is hot, and I don't think it's going to stop in Philly, so I've got the Eagles. This is just a crazy matchup. Both teams are red hot. And like someone's got to lose. It's cr- I don't even know how, but uh, I- I'm gonna go Eagles. They're just they look really really good. See the Jaguars look really good too, but I just think it's I in Philly. That's that's <laughs> the difference. If it was in Jacksonville, I'd go Jags, but it's in Philly, so I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Eagles, <laughs> I gotta go with Philly, man. Finish the song. You know who I got to go with? Going to go with the Jags. I mean, I know we're going to go in there, and Doug Peterson's got us. I think we're going to get that dub. What's the next game on our slate? All right, next game up, we're going to do the Chiefs and the Bucks. Big NFC-AFC matchup there. Um, that's actually Sunday night football at 8.20 p.m. Who you got? Tom Brady doesn't lose two weeks in a row. Uh, I think that the Chiefs are on a little bit of a shaky decline, and I think that the Bucks are pretty pissed off about last week. So Mike Evans is back, too. He is back, Bucks for sure. Yeah, Mike Evans is back. It's in Tampa Bay. Like you said, Brady's not going to lose two weeks in a row. I think, like, like you also said, Chiefs, a little bit of drama going on with Mahomes and the OC. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they've got some things to work out, and working it out on Sunday Night Football against Tom Brady is not the best place to do it. So mm. I've got the Bucks. I love Tom Brady, but... I think the Chiefs... Not so fast. Not so fast. Hold on, I was getting there. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are better than people think. I think people are overhyping that little drama at the end. I think it was just... I think that honestly is going to lead to better production. They're working it out. Okay. Uh, so not so fast. I'm going the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, eight touchdowns, one interception. Still a really good quarterback. I think he's... Yeah, I, I, I like the Chiefs. Man... 
I might have to agree with you on that. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, 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 I know we had a cheese fan. I'm going cheese. No, I'm not. I'm not a cheese fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta go like with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay, okay. I gotta agree with Caleb. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks. I, I think they're gonna get the dub. And yeah, he doesn't take two losses in a row. And uh, Mike Evans, he's just. He's the most consistent, one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL, and that O line's good. I think I think they're gonna go in there and get that dub. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Next up, let's see. We've got Bills and Ravens mm. in Baltimore. A one o'clock game. This is a tough game, game, but I'm just gonna keep it simple. Lamar Jackson's my QB mm. fantasy leader right now. He's had some pretty exciting weeks, and I'm just go Ravens, bro. Mm. Uh. I can't bet against the Bills. I can't pick against the Bills. I think they're just they've got too much too much power, too much intensity. Josh Allen's gonna get back into a rhythm this week. Um, I mean he kinda lost his rhythm a little bit this week against Miami, um, towards the end there, but I think he finds it again, even against a really good Baltimore team. I think they get the win on the road. I got the Bills. I love uh, Josh Allen's just a really good quarterback, so I'm gonna go with him. Um, you know, obviously, you know, them coming off a tough tough loss to Miami, you know, this is the type of game that they need to, you know, get back and see, see and get back on track with everything. But I'm, you know, I like Lamar Jackson, so I'm taking Baltimore. Hey, oh, I thought you were going Bills. Okay. I think I think the Bills are going to come back with momentum. I think they're going to win that game because I think Josh Allen's hungry. I think that whole team's hungry, especially since they've been projected as the the number one team in the NFL up oh, yeah. until this point. So I think they're going to come back and they're going to get that win. So. Mm. And then one more game. What is it? One more game. We're going to go Dolphins and Bengals, the reigning AFC champions against now the team who's considered to be probably the hottest in the AFC right now. They're number one in the AFC. Number one in the AFC. Know. They're only undefeated team in the AFC, Tua and Tyreek and Waddle mm-hmm. and the gang. What do you think? Bro, Chase Edmund was on, he was on my bench and dropped 15, so I'm putting him in this week. Fins up, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna go fins up on this one too. The Bengals just don't seem to have quite what they had last year right now. I think they'll find it later on, mm. but not Dolphins. against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I mean, my goodness, they just look way too high powered right now. McDaniel's a genius. They're they're gonna get the dub. Yeah. Uh, jeez, I want to like I want to change. We're all going same picks, but I'm gonna go Dolphins. Mm. Uh, just they look red, red hot. I got more faith in the receivers and running back and the coach than I do the quarterback, but I think all of those make up for Tua personally. But so I'm going to go Dolphins. Yeah, man, the Dolphins, you know, they have a plethora of we- of weapons, so, you know, I'm taking them. Yep. I think the Dolphins are going to win, especially with that receiving core. You can't stop that, especially if the Bengals have a secondary like they did last year with, like, people Eli like Eli Apple. Eli Apple. <laughs> that man was getting burnt. He was getting burnt. So I, I think – I think the Dolphins are going to win that game. Awesome. Well, thank you to everybody who tuned in to episode five of To the House. We want to thank Jeremiah and Jaden for being on this week. It was really great to get to pick their brains about FSU culture and talk a little football with them heading into the future. Um, This is Caleb, Caleb, and Naaman signing off.